It's Super Bowl Sunday, and a day that many might usually gather to celebrate on this unofficial national holiday. But the pandemic is still keeping this from being a normal time, and this episode of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter is intended to catch us up on where we are, 11 months since the first positive case was recorded in Virginia. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and this also doubles as another installment of the Charlottesville Quarantine Report. Both installments are supported by Jim Duncan, associate broker and partner at Nest Realty, who represents buyers and sellers in the Charlottesville area and writes the long-running Real Central VA and RealCrozetVA.com blogs. For context on the market, check out Jim's work. As it is Super Bowl Sunday, and there's still a tiny bit of snow left on the ground, let's get right to the information. Today, the Virginia Department of Health reports another 2,949 cases for a total of 529,125 to date. The seven-day average for positive PCR tests is now at 10.4%. That's down sharply from where it was a month ago. The Blue Ridge Health District is at a total of 11,290 cases since last March, with another 71 reported today. Governor Ralph Northam held another press conference on Friday to give an update on the pandemic, including a directive that public schools in Virginia must have a plan in place to provide in-person education for the most vulnerable students by March 15th. But first, Northam reviewed the year to date. January was a hard month for COVID cases. We saw record numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and sadly, deaths. There were 155,195 cases reported by the Virginia Department of Health in January and 1,383 deaths. Governor Northam said the numbers are trending downward. The seven-day average for new daily cases is now at 3,478, down from 4,619 on January 31st. After five days of new daily cases in the 2,000 to 3,000 range, the numbers briefly spiked up again. Northam urged caution. While these are all positive trends, we cannot let down our guard. The virus, as you have heard, is mutating and changing. The variant of the virus from the UK is here. On Friday, the VDH announced the South African variant is also present in Virginia. These variants make it even more urgent to get as many people vaccinated as we can as quickly and as equitably as possible. So now is not the time to relax. Northam said VDH has been managing the inventory of available vaccine doses and that the average number per day is approaching the goal of 50,000 a day. Today, the seven-day average is 37,103. Remember, Northam's comment here is now a couple of days old as this newsletter goes out on February 7th. We're pushing vaccines out as fast as possible. We've administered 86% of our first doses and 67% of our total doses. That puts us 12th among other states. And over 9% of our population has received at least the first dose of vaccine. That's ninth among states. On Saturday, Virginia passed the milestone of a million doses administered. That's almost double the number of positive cases since March 7, 2020. But Northam again urged caution and reminded Virginians there is still a finite number of vaccines available. 
Everyone is feeling impatient. It's hard to know that you are eligible for a vaccine, but no doses are available yet. But that's the situation we're in across the country. Demand is much larger than our supply. Northam said Virginia is still ramping up the infrastructure to get vaccines into people's arms, and 700 new call center employees are being trained to help people pre-register and get information. A phone number will be released as soon as it is available, as well as a new online portal. Northam said people who have already registered through their health district are already in the system. Another new source of vaccines will soon be delivered to pharmacies. This week, the Biden administration announced the next phase of the Federal Pharmacy Partnership. In Virginia, CVS will be the first pharmacy in this rollout because it has the most locations of any pharmacy in Virginia. We have worked with CVS to start with their stores that are within reach of people who are more vulnerable, those age 65 and up, those who are of low income, and those from disadvantaged communities. This will begin later this week at 65 locations across the Commonwealth. The doses to be distributed will be separate from the supply Virginia is already receiving. We're still working with CVS and CDC on how registration for those vaccinations will work. So please stay tuned. And be assured, this is only the first phase of the rollout of the Federal Pharmacy Partnership. Northam next turned to the issue of public education. He said schools around the country closed in the early days of the pandemic 11 months ago. As school divisions began developing plans for the current school year, our guidance to them was that we want students and we wanted our teachers and the staff to be safe. But we encouraged in-person instruction for the students who needed it the most. Northam said data suggests that schools that have opened to some form of in-person instruction have not seen the same community spread as other congregate settings. That tells us it's time to find a path forward to in-person learning. In the past 11 months, our children, our children have been champions. They have made sacrifices. They've endured a lot of change and uncertainty. Northam is a pediatrician, and he said his colleagues have been telling him about mental health issues and substance abuse. There's also been a decline in academic performance. Last month, we issued guidance to our school divisions for how to plan a safe return to in-person learning. We didn't say, throw open the doors five days a week starting tomorrow. We said, here are the steps that you need to take. You can start with the students who most need that in-person instruction. But we also said this needs to happen. And today I'm saying it needs to start by March the 15th. However, Northam stopped short of calling that a mandate. He also said school systems will need to offer in-person summer school options to get students caught up. We have prioritized vaccinating our teachers. We have given school divisions the funding that they need for safety measures. In-person learning won't look the same for every school division, and it won't look the same as school did a year ago before this pandemic began. But we need to make a start. We can do this, and we must do this. 
To illustrate the issue, Northam introduced Teacher of the Year Anthony Swan of Rocky Mount Elementary School in Franklin County. Swan was just appointed to the State Board of Education. Although some students are all virtual, they still don't have true accountability measures in place to ensure that they are learning. For instance, when my district was following a hybrid learning style, I found that when a lot of my students were at home on virtual days, they would not do the work. Swan said in-person days have been spent playing catch-up rather than moving forward with the curriculum. He said moving back to in-person instruction will help with students' social lives as well. Last week, Franklin County Public Schools moved back to four days a week for pre-K through seventh grade with health measures in place. On the very first day with all my students back, one of my students walked in the room and his words, and I'm going to demonstrate how he reacted. He walked in the room and his very first words, oh my God, I get to see my friends. Northam said the directive to get systems back to in-person does not require every student to return to school on March 15th. Not everybody is going to be willing to, you know, run through the front door and say, you know, we're back to school as normal. There will be individuals that, that don't feel comfortable. There will be families. Um, I, I have a family, a lot of families that I've taken care of that may have individuals at home, may be a parent, a grandparent, whoever, that has health care issues. They may not have been, had the opportunity to get vaccinated yet. So, so those families are not going to feel comfortable sending their children back to school. I get that. Um, but I'm just hopeful that if we give factual information uh, in time, people will realize that, that this is safe and, and it's really in the best interest uh, of our children. You can watch the full press conference for more information. You are listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement for February 7th, 2021. Just as Northam's press conference was beginning, officials at UVA Health were wrapping up their own briefing. Chief Executive Officer Wendy Horton said the health system is now able to administer a thousand doses a day at the two sites from which it is offering doses. So this week we have a combination of both our sites uh, at the here on grounds where we're doing prim- principally second doses and then also on select days our community uh, site at Seminole um, Square. UVA Health is collaborating with the Blue Ridge Health District on the effort, including the site at the Kmart, the former Kmart, I should say. In-person instruction resumed at the University of Virginia last Monday. Dr. Costi Safri said UVA is applying the same mitigation strategy as during the fall semester. Testing has been ramped up, so now um, everybody, um, all students, not only those that are indoors, but also off um, in private, in, um, off grounds and other housing are going to be tested on a weekly basis. Dr. Sifri is an expert in infectious diseases, and he said he sees no threat from in-person instruction as long as people wear masks and keep their distance. He was also asked if the new COVID variants pose any additional risk to community spread at this time, especially as more school systems return. We've heard some preliminary information that um, that it may be more transmissible or um, be higher in, in, in school-aged children and younger um, younger people. However, that's also coupled with the fact that there's been some shifting epidemiology in terms of 
um, where um, transmission was being seen in general in the UK. Dr. Safri said the situation will continue to be monitored and there'll be another press briefing next week. And that's it for this COVID-19 Charlottesville Quarantine Report edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. Coming up next is the Week Ahead Newsletter, which will be out sometime probably tomorrow morning, given that it is Super Bowl Sunday. And also, I haven't written it yet. After that, there'll be another newsletter tomorrow on general information, and then we'll be back throughout the rest of the week. There will This is a somewhat lighter week. But there will be plenty of content because, as always, there's plenty of going on in our community. Thanks for listening, and be safe out there, especially as it is Super Bowl Sunday. And, you know, make sure that you're making wise decisions and not continuing to keep the pandemic going. Thanks for listening, and talk to you soon.